Good morning, good morning, everyone. Morning, Brendan. Morning, Sean. Morning, Alison. Good to see you guys. Tell me if everything uh, looks okay in online, folks. Um, good to see you, Luke. Good morning. Back in my um, my home studio, which is kind of nice. Been travelling a bit. <clears throat> Forgot how uh, challenging travelling is, actually. <laughs> so, um, very happy to be home. Good morning, Ian, Harami, Nick. Good morning. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Hope you're all awesome and well. Brendan, anyone who's new, there's my name, Jason Whitten. Hello and good morning to you wherever you are, around Australia or New Zealand or maybe even the world. Sometimes we get someone dialing in from Kevin from Florida. Um, give us a shout-out. Let us know where you're from. Love to know uh, Love to know where you're dialing in from. Folks, if you're new, if you found us by accident and you're in one of our groups or programs, say a little hello. Good to know. Good to see you. Jeff's out the back of nowhere. <laughs> Freezing away. Oh, Alison. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah, climbing can be fun, especially for the kids. It's a great uh, it's a great place. You can wear them out too, Alison, and they sleep well at night, that's for sure. And uh, Kishore, Kylie, morning to all of you guys. Um, the other day, oh, probably about a week ago, we started talking about four streams of wealth. I don't know if you guys remember. Let me know in the chat if you remember the four vehicles, the four places we can create wealth. Uh, and effectively, what, I, what, what uh, for me and you as investors, efficient, often tax-minimized or tax-free wealth. Now, why do we talk about tax all the time? Um, because... It's the number one inefficiency, folks, other than the cost of borrowing and, and things like that. It's the number one inefficiency, the number one um, uh, taker of our money. When you sell something, you've got to pay capital gains tax, or do you, if you structure it right? Uh, if you earn some money in any way, shape, or form, you've got to pay taxes, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now listen, I'm not against paying taxes. Uh, I think GST should be more and income taxes should be less. But you know, I'm not a I'm not a politician. I don't run the tax system or the or the or um or, or that stuff. And when you add up all of the uh, duties and stamp duties and taxes and other things that we as property investors are exposed to and ultimately end up paying, I'm pretty sure we've contributed. Well, I have anyway. I've, I've added it up. It's millions and millions and millions of dollars, millions of dollars <laughs> to the system over and above my income tax. So I'm a big fan of minimizing that uh, legally because you can and you should. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're giving away go- money to the government, um, um, then and you don't have to, then they're not going to give it back. They don't give a shit. They don't care. That you, you know, you're not going to get it back in retirement. Anyway, so there you go. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being the most efficient and understanding what that means to you as an investor, an individual, uh, a couple, whatever it might be. Luke said he's put some money into super, which is minimizing minimizing taxes now and later. Good job, Luke. Just to, just to be really clear, Luke, 
avoiding taxes is 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 illegal, but minimising your tax legally by tax planning is not. So Luke was very smart and he tax planned. <laughs> uh, good on you, Luke. Ah, well, there you go. Jeff's going to have a few days getting paid for sleeping. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Good to see you. So today I wanted to talk about the second vehicle of wealth, uh, or place we can manage and minimise our taxes. The first one, can anyone remember the first one the other week? We talked about it. It's the one It's one way we can own tax-free assets, especially super, uh, in perpetuity, forever and a day, into our future. Can anyone remember that, that, that one? Uh, chuck that in the chat for me if you do remember it. Um, uh, because... It's a goodie. It's a cracker, uh, and um, certainly one we all need to take advantage of. I think I put it in the um, I put it in the the description today, um, which is the PPR, the the personal place of residence, uh, your personal place of residence upgrade strategy. Your home is tax free. Remember that, folks. Um, and over time, go back and find that video. Over time, we should, let me, well, first of all, first of all, I need to make sure I put on uh, the the screen sharing software so I can make sure I can show my iPad, but uh, the principal place of residence upgrade strategy, folks, and uh, it's a good one because our own home is tax-free, right? Everyone, well, not everyone, but if you don't know that, you should. And there's a way to maximise the ability for you now and into the future to make a capital gains tax-free gain as you grow your wealth in a, in a tax-free environment, which is good. What's the next one? The next place that I'm talking about, which is important to understand and where we can manage using uh, our resources that we have, uh, is our income. Okay, This is the engine room of uh, this is the engine room, the engine room of all of these other ideas. You need to be able to borrow money. Well, the bank's going to ask you about your income. You want to buy an investment property? Well, the bank's going to ask you about your income. You want to uh, own assets in your super? Well, you've got to have an income to contribute or some sort of money coming in to contribute towards your super. Uh, You want to uh, buy and build assets with your business, well, the lenders are going to have a question about your income. So your income is the absolute engine room of all of these ideas and strategies as we go. Just to make sure um, we understand that, I want to go through some of that today. Brendan just ask a quick question. Do you have to sell your home and buy a new one or can you just rent it out and buy a new home and upgrade that? It's a better way to sell. Well, Brendan, there's a few rules around your principal place of residence. Uh, number one, you can, there's a six-year rule. You can move out of your existing principal place of residence, rent it out for six years or less, and it is still capital gains tax-free if you don't go and buy uh, and move into another principal place of residence. You go, oh, I'm, I'm going to buy one down the road, okay? Now, there's a two-year rule kind of, and, and there's a there's some flexible rules around this, but there's a kind of a two-year rule you can kind of 
leave one and move into another, and you've still got like two years if you're living in another one before you have to sell it because, you know, you don't have to sell quickly or, or whatever it is. Like So so there's there's some rules in and around that. And there's if you're constructing something, you can extend it four years. And so, so Brendan, that's the rules. Um, so you can rent out an existing property that you live in uh, and turn it into investment property for the future or, or temporarily, and there's some benefits to that. One thing you do miss out on, though, Brendan, is the ability to keep your lending low on your non-deductible debt. Your home is not tax deductible. So as you roll forward, uh, if you take on, you know, you borrow money over here because there's equity in that existing principal place of residence, you borrow money and now your new principal place of residence is maximum leveraged. Uh, and most of the time that's not that's not appropriate financially for you to be able to borrow and continue to invest. Okay, Brendan? So um, hopefully that made sense. If you want to go back and have a look at, you can check it out on YouTube or Facebook, the um, the Prince Place Residence Upgrade Strategy video I did the other day. I am going to be doing the Principal Place of Residence Upgrade. It's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> the PPR Upgrade as a subject, as a presentation at mentoring. Coming very soon, our mentoring nights. If you're not in our mentoring group and getting coaching, well, you should get it. Anyway, let us know if you want to know about that. Anyway, let's talk about this. Most of you guys have seen this before. If you haven't, then hang on to your hats. You know, if you earn a hundred thousand dollars, oh, let's let's undo that. Let's say if you're earning a hundred grand, if you're earning a hundred thousand uh, dollars, a quite significant amount of that money goes to other people. All right, and so uh, some of you guys have seen this before. You know, often the first Monday. And Tuesday goes to the ATO. All right, that's not your money. You know, next up, the super companies take some cash. Um, next, what happens is most people have a mortgage. So this is the bank, okay? And unfortunately, it's either the bank or your landlord if you're renting. This is usually consumer debt, credit card debt, and whatever. And you've got to kind of live. Most people need to try and live on what's left over, folks. Um, and uh, I've done that a heap of times before, so today I wasn't going to sort of labour on about it. But if you haven't seen that before, ladies and gents, we think we own ourselves and we don't because we work for, technically, all of these institutions before you actually get any money, okay, as we go along. So what do we do about that? How can we fix that? We talked the other day about your principal place of residence being, you know, very useful, and that's where that PPR upgrade strategy comes from. And today we're going to talk about this part of your wealth or your life when it comes to making sure you can get really efficient, okay? So let's just look at this. This is one of the calculators out there, um, and uh, there we go. You've got $100,000 here. $100,000 you know, by the time you add in the Medicare levy and, and so on, is 26%. Let's do that, 26% of your income. So let, chuck it in the chat for me right now. Put it in the chat. How long How long is somebody's working life, folks? Like how long would, uh, would an average Aussie, well, not average, but, you know, the average person work, uh, go to work, 
for their working career? Is it 30 years, 40 years? Chuck that in the chat for me. Tell me what, what you guys think because I want to do a quick calculation here. All right. Let's just, let's just do that. Too long, says Jeff. <laughs> Too long. You're dead right, mate. Yeah, Luke says 50 years. Yep. Okay, well, that's probably true. You know, 40 to 50 years. Let's, let's slice it in half. Let's call it 45. So 45 years, 45 years, okay, times by, let's do this, 45 years times by, we call it $27,000, so 27, 27K, all right, times by $27,000. Anyone want to guess? No, you probably got to calculate how much, how much in tax would you give the government over a 45-year period averaging out, you know, $100,000? Now, I'm saying you might start at 50 and you might end up at 150 and it averages out. You can do the math one way or another. How much money is that, folks? How much money is that? 20, 45 years, 1.215 million dollars. 1 million 215 1215000 in cash, real cash you give to the government. Tell me in the chat, who likes that? Who, who, reckons, who reckons that the, the politicians are doing a great job with your 1.2, folks? 1.2, that's, that's you. That, that's, that's what you're worth to the government. And that's only your taxes. Folks, imagine the capital gains tax. Imagine the GST. Imagine the land taxes, all right? That's just $1.2 million. That's just one of them that we're exposed to. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, like, love it, love it. Wonderful, right? Um, so how do we as investors minimise and get our taxes down as we move through life? Now, you guys have seen this before, the idea of buying investment properties. For all of us as investors, so a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, one, two, three, four, five, a hundred thousand dollars as an income, it would take five properties to reduce the twenty seven percent of your taxes down to five percent legally using depreciation. All right, so let's go and have a look at what that does and have a look at how we can, by buying properties in our personal name, reduce our taxes down to a very low amount. Now, most of you guys know about depreciation and offsets and stuff like that, and if you don't, check out a few of the other videos. But today I wanted to talk about the concept of your income and the inefficiency of $1.25 million going to the government you can redirect that cash and money and create or make it part of your wealth creation in the future. Plus, owning a property in your name and your partner's name, you can have $19,000 tax-free of income into the future. Pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as in income from a super fund or something like that, but it's certainly better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick, as they say uh, in, the, in, in my travels. So let's go back and have a bit of a look at this. How do you get your taxes down to um, 
that that lower amount. So over here we've got property offsets. So if we said right now each of those properties that we have carries a carries a $20,000 offset, if we put $80,000 of offset in there, oh, not an $80,000 refund, each property, maybe that's calculating incorrectly. It is. Oh, that's the full offset. Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. $6,000. There you go. So the offset, which is the depreciation calculation, not the full depreciation number, so we get we get uh, between eighteen dollars and $20,000 of depreciation for a brand new property, which is a which is um, able to be calculated against our income. The net offset afterwards against the income average about five to six thousand dollars. You only need twenty six thousand dollars worth of offsets from your property depreciation down here. If you have a little look, income after tax ninety nine thousand back to your almost earning 100% of what you earned as an investor. Well, earned as a PAYG or a career earning person. So in our minds and our strategy team, we have a look at what do we need? We only need we only need $26,000 worth of offsets to earn 100% of our Income tax free. All right. Those offsets on average, if you go over to your properties, you know, you got 26,000, divide that by five. That's 5,200 from each property. Now, tell me right now in the chat, I think I talked about this yesterday. Where do we get the most offsets when it comes to real estate? Which type of property gives you the most tax offsets, team? Is it new property or secondhand property? Tell me, tell me that one in the chat right now. Because I can tell you, if we want to be efficient and we want to make sure our income and our cash flow grows, we need to go and have a look at how we do this stuff efficiently. Yeah, it's new, team. It's new. And it even got worse. Well, it, it got uh, completely less. Yeah, depreciation. Yep, new. It, it got less in 2017 because the, the, the government changed the depreciation laws so you could only depreciate the, the fixtures and fittings, the chattels, as the first owner. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. So better turn that off because uh, someone's going to try and disturb me and call me. All right, well, that's it, folks. Hopefully that made sense today. I thought I'd circle around on our... No, that's gone and po. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, I thought I'd circle around on our four streams of wealth. So we've talked about two. We've talked about principal place of upgrade strategy, which is capital gains tax free. We've talked about our personal income and how we can minimise our personal taxes, our personal earned taxes, down to very low figures. You know, five between one and five percent if we do that correctly. You know, just imagine that. That's $1.2 million you don't give the government. Or even if it's half of it, folks, $600,000 towards you and your properties 
for your income future rather than having to rely on a pension, which we all know is not, not going to be enough um, as we go. So tomorrow and on Friday, no, Friday and Monday, we'll cover the other two, the other two, which is super and, and business. Um, and uh, both of them have some strategies uh, and some tax-minimised, legally tax, tax-free areas that we can capitalise on if we tax plan correctly um, as we go along. Anyway, hopefully that was useful. Hopefully that made sense today, folks. I didn't dive deep into the nitty-gritty of it all, but just the idea that, you know, we're going to pay $26,000 a year, you know, for 45 years is a lot of money. Can we minimise and get some of that back? Yes, we can. Make sure you understand how to do that as an investor. All right, folks, that's it. I'm done. You guys be awesome and well. Wealth Coffee Chat done for the day. See you tomorrow around about the same time. Be good, be well. Bye for now. 